Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends and welcome. I am glad you're here. This is episode 60 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. And today we are continuing on talking about anxiety. This week's episode is a focus on our breath and body and how those things come into play when it comes to anxiety, Um, how we can utilize some strategies with our breath and body to really create new patterns for our brain and body to shift out of anxiety to not to always um, to not always go into those patterns of thought and and patterns of physiology um, to really help us heal from anxiety and get into a life that is filled much more with uh, meaning and joy and peace uh, before we get into it though once again you can head over to my website at heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. From there, you can get lots of details on how I work with clients. If you are considering partnering with someone like a coach um, in order to lose some weight or just to reach some life goals, I also do that just with some life coaching. Um, Everything can be done online or over the phone and details are given on my website. Once you're there, uh, please sign up for my monthly newsletter on all things well-being. It only comes once a month, so it's not going to crowd that inbox of yours, but it, I do really try to keep it short and sweet, but also to make it meaningful and actionable um, in everything that I write in there just to help increase your overall well-being. So sign up for that. And you can also... Um, Listen to my other podcast if you're into intermittent fasting or just curious about it. That is called the Heather Heinen Intermittent Fasting Podcast. And you can just search for it anywhere you listen to podcasts or you can go to my website and there's a link there to hook up to it. Okay, so let's get into anxiety again. (laughs) Last week's episode Um, I hopefully gave you some information on how, well, I did give you some information on how our anxious brain tends to come from specific cognitive biases, right? Ways or habits or patterned thinking that creates the anxious feelings and symptoms and sensations in our body. So understanding these patterns of thought, these cognitive biases is is it's really a big first step to starting to lessen anxiety in our lives. And once we recognize these patterns and then start to pay attention to sort of to sort of catching them like in the moment when we're doing it, um like catching them so to speak, I guess, in our in our everyday thinking, then that's one more layer that kind of helps us to lessen anxiety symptoms. And then when we get better at that, when we become more practiced at it, when we become more skilled at it, at catching those thoughts, at noticing those thoughts, we can actually start to shift our thoughts into new and different thinking patterns and habits 
that then do not create anxiety symptoms and feelings in our lives. Because remember, thoughts, feelings, behaviors, right? Thoughts create the feelings which go along with the sensation packages and then from that it, it motors our behavior. So all this sort of thought work, if you will, is it, it is very powerful in lessening general anxiety symptoms. And, and this is cognitive behavioral therapy at its finest. It, it has lots of great research behind it. It shows us that it works. And for more details on this, you know, head back to that previous episode and take a listen. And there are also other modes of operation here that can help to reduce anxious symptoms that in my personal opinion, get to much deeper levels of relief. So we like using the thought work, the thought work works, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy works for most people. Um, but there are other ways. And like I said, my opinion that get to much deeper levels of relief from anxiety and worries. I want to talk today about using our breath, our breathing and our bodies to really start to solve for anxiety. So again, thought work is really powerful and amazing at alleviating anxiety, but often many of us who have, I'm just going to call it heavy duty anxiety, um, maybe you experience panic attacks, you know, it's almost like getting this flooded feeling of anxious sensations, um, really heightened tension in our bodies when anxiety hits. Uh, many of us who are experiencing sort of that heightened anxiety on the continuum, really can't access that thought work right away. We, we can't get into those thought work strategies because we are so deep in that sympathetic system that all our energy is going to our cells and our limbs in order to fight or run, right? Because that sympathetic system, that's all about fight or flight response. You know, our amygdala is going off. So all our blood and energy is going to that amygdala and other areas of the brain to help with the functions needed because it thinks we need to, to run or to fight. So all non-needed systems like our logical thinking brain, right? Our frontal, our, our uh, cerebral cortex, our frontal lobe, um, you know, in this moment, the the brain thinks we don't need those systems, so they're not being supported. So less energy is going to our cerebral cortex or our frontal lobe. Um, and those are actually the places we kind of need to access or do thought work. So, so it's not always accessible for some of us in the moment. So going to our breath or body first in the moments of heightened anxiety or panic or worry can really help regulate our system and get us back to being able to access that frontal lobe, that cerebral cortex, and to, to be able to do the thought work. So before we get directly into the breath and body protocols to reduce anxiety in the moment, um, and also you can use these even when you're not in the moment just to create different patterns within um, our body and brain. I'm going to talk about that. But I first want to talk about some of the how, the, the how we want to practice breath and body work and using our bodies for optimal results. So so just kind of stay with me here as I go through some of this. You really can control your brain from the inside out. It, it does take a little effort, but it's not huge, overwhelming changes that we need to make. And, and it's these very small changes that we do over time, that, that we do over and over again. Um, the book Atomic Habits has gotten a lot of publicity um, in this past recent year uh, by James Clear. And 
there's a quote in there that I'm going to read because I just really, I really love this. So improving by 1% isn't particularly noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful in the long run. The difference of tiny improvements made over time is really astounding. So here's how the math works out. If you can get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Conversely, if you get 1% worse each day for one year, you'll decline nearly down to zero. So what starts as a small win or a minor setback can accumulate into something much, much more. My, my That's his quote. My point here is that moving out of anxiety is not like flipping a light switch. You know, it's not like um, you're going to do these things and now anxiety is off. You know, um, it's much more like... Uh, how a canyon gets formed by raindrops. It's these very small changes, the raindrops, that, that create huge changes, the canyon, over time. Okay, so hold on to that information for a moment, and, and I'm going to drop into some biology and physiology because, I again, I think once you kind of understand what's going on in your body, it really helps to take more control and, and gain access over the anxious response. Our body has so many systems to it, you know, the endocrine system, the limbic system, cardiovascular system, immune system, gastrointestinal, and the nervous system. And if we want to use the mind-body connection to lower our stress and therefore anxious response, our worries, the optimal point of entry into these places is the autonomic nervous system. And this is the system that regulates heart rate, blood pressure, respiration, digestion, um, and, and it also regulates the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems. And remember, the sympathetic is the fight, flies, freeze, <laughs> fight, fight, flight, freeze system. Um, it creates that adrenaline, the stress, and you know these systems really go up and down. The parasympathetic and the sympathetic, right? Um, when the sympathetic is high, parasympathetic is offline. When parasympathetic is online, sympathetic system is low. Remember that parasympathetic is the system many of us would like to be more in if we experience anxiety. We want that parasympathetic system. That's the rest and digest. Um, system. It's where we often feel more calm. So these systems go up and go down, right? When the parasympathetic is going on, sympathetic system is down. When sympathetic system, that fight, fly, freeze is going off, the parasympathetic is on hold. And, and we want that sympathetic system, the fight, flight, or freeze to turn on if we are in danger, that system is really important. It, what helps us run faster to get away when we're in physical danger is what helps us to get stronger and fight for our lives or someone else's life if we need to. The problem is, is that these days in our culture, we are bombarded with stressors that the system has not yet evolved to match, right? So we have these stressors in our lives that physically are not life and death, but because they activate our sympathetic nervous system over and over from our thoughts kind of catastrophizing, um, that goes back into that thought work and how we're thinking, that we won't you know, get our project turned in on time for work or because we think that person behind the coffee counter must not like us because they didn't smile back at us and 
oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? And why don't they like me? And no one likes me. And now I'm completely stressing out. Or that driver just pulled out in front of me and didn't use a blinker and screw them. And why do they think, you know, who do they think they are? And that adrenaline and cortisol are pumping through me. My sympathetic system is going off. And now I have this sensation running through me and I am rapidly shallowing breathing. My chest is tight. My jaw is clenched. My fists are clenched. I'm wringing my hands. My throat is tight and I feel stressed and now anxious. So it's like every day, most of us are existing Many of us, I should say, are existing in this sympathetic system state. And it is no wonder we are sick, overweight, and anxious, and stressed out all the time. And it's really a miserable space to be. Existing like this over time actually does lead to lots of depressive symptoms, lots of physical um, ailments, uh, putting on weight for many of us, those sorts of things. And the the cycle just kind of goes on and on. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode And then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. So this autonomic nervous system that incorporates the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system is really entwined with every other body system. And and the really cool thing is, is that mental activity, our thoughts have more direct influence over this system than any other bodily system. So when we stimulate the parasympathetic system, calming, soothing, healing spreads throughout our bodies, brain, and mind. So this is really what we want to do, stimulate the parasympathetic system so we can feel that calm, that soothing, that healing. And this really is a game changer once you realize how much influence we can have over our nervous system. We really can create less anxiety for ourselves through small daily changes through stimulating the parasympathetic system. So like I said, uh, we do have our, our mental activity, our thoughts have a very direct influence over this. So you know, we can use that thought work. We can, we can work on our thoughts to help step into that parasympathetic system. But, you know, and that was last week's episode, but this week I really want to talk about how we can also use our body and breath to get into that parasympathetic said parasympathetic system. So shifting now back into how, how small daily changes work. I often get people dealing with anxiety and I've done this too, who are so miserable that they will, you know, they'll hear things like meditation can help with anxiety. And and so they say they're going to start meditating for an hour every day. So they do this for one day, maybe two. And then, you know, real life kind of comes back online. The, the kids are fighting, 
Work needs them to stay later. They're exhausted, no motivation to sit there trying to meditate for an hour. And, and so they give up and more anxiousness is created now, you know, due to those negative thoughts of, see, of course you can't follow through, you know, you can't do anything right. You're just going to suffer with this anxiety and stress forever. And, and so the way to approach this instead is through very small daily changes, very, very small. And I'm going to tie this into that breath and body work, but I, I really want you to understand when you start a practice of this stuff, it is small, small changes you want to make. So if you want to meditate, cool, you know, spend one minute every morning or evening practicing meditation or using an app to go through for a couple minutes. This, this one minute every day is going to affect your brain and stimulate that parasympathetic system to make changes so much more than trying to kind of white knuckle through an hour long meditation um, that, that you can only do once or twice a week. Um, because that's just kind of how real life works for many of us. So small changes every day are what is going to shift that anxiety. And, and this is where I want to get into the breath and body practices to shift out of that anxiety response. I've hopefully at this point set you up to understand that if you decide to weave breath and body practices into your world to reduce anxiety, um, that you need to do it in these very small but daily doable practices, okay? So it really does need to be daily. I mean, as daily as possible, right? And and super, super small because it has to be doable. I also really like breath and body practice so much more than meditation or even mindfulness, which another that's another sort of type of meditation. I like it so much more mostly and probably due to the clientele I tend to attract, you know, usually people with a lot going on in life, not a lot of extra time or energy, you know, and, and within their lives. And so breath work is so powerful and, and yet does not take a ton of time and energy. So one of the first things I'm going to talk about is using our breath or our breathing to really start to solve for anxiety. Thought work is powerful again. And it's amazing, again, at alleviating anxiety. But remember, we many of us cannot always access our frontal lobe or our cerebral cortex, which we really need for that thought work in the moment that we're having overwhelming anxiety. So let's go into a body practice first that can help reduce anxious symptoms in the moment. There are so many protocols out there, but one of my favorites and the one that seems most accessible as well as simple to me is to use the body scan technique. And and if you become aware of, okay, so if you become aware of anxious sensations in your body, my throat is tight, my stomach feels nauseous, my heart is pounding, go right for a body scan in this moment. You're going to start at the top of your head and move through your entire body. You kind of use your imagination and focus. Um, you know, you want to put your attention to the top of your head, put your attention there, say to yourself, I am relaxing all tension from my head, my forehead, my temples, my jaw, and relax these areas. Move down to your neck, your shoulders, your arms, your fingers, your torso, all the way down to the toes, relaxing each body part. Now, sometimes for people just imagining um, this relaxation doesn't help. So what you can also do is tense each body part, tense it up and then relax it. Tense the next body part and relax it. That can really help 
get you feeling that because you're you're kind of creating the tension in order to feel the relaxation. So you can use it that way too. You're going to find using this practice, um, using the body to give feedback to the brain, uh, that this feedback allows the brain to tamp down the sympathetic system and, and reduce the anxious sensations in the body, which provide more feedback to the brain right? That all is well. So, so really understanding our physical control over our bodies can provide information to our brains that help the brain calm itself down, which then gives more feedback to the body that we are feeling calm. And then that gives more feedback to the brain, right? So our brain and body is very connected in that way. And so understanding if you work on relaxing the body, you're going to give feedback to the brain and that brain is going to start to tamp down that sympathetic system. So that's one way to use the body to get out of those anxious sensations. Okay, let's move into breath. Breath is really amazing to me because it is with us at all times. We always have it. We can always access it. We can utilize it to change our state, to to get out of the sympathetic system and into the parasympathetic just with our breath at any time we choose. I mean, it really is absolutely amazing to me that that we have this design within us that we can control to literally change how the interior systems within our body are working. So when we use our breath in specific, specific ways, not only during times of high stress, but as a daily practice, over time, we create a new habit for the body and brain, the, the new habit of functioning more out of the parasympathetic state. So the body learns over time to stay there more often, to stay in the parasympathetic more often, and to only turn on the sympathetic state when truly needed. So the body learns this and the brain learns this, that whole feedback system, how that works between body and brain, right? We're creating new patterns, new ways that... Um, the body and brain learn to stay in that parasympathetic system more often by using a breathwork practice daily. So when our bodies learn this new habit pattern, this, this new mode of being, we become healthier. No more stress chemicals and hormones coursing through us consistently, which lead to disease, overweightness, exhaustion, and overwhelm. You know, we, we find our thoughts become more within our control. We can work on them. We can do the thought work easier to increase even more feelings of peace, calm, and even, um, you know, behaviorally productivity. And I, I threw that one in, the, the, I'm throwing productivity in there because sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't want to lose all my adrenaline or that stressed feeling. It's what keeps me productive. You know, living in your parasympathetic state doesn't mean you're not productive and and sleeping all the time or always in the blissed out state. It's actually quite the opposite. Most of us find we are much more productive behaviorally, but but it's with this enjoyable, motivated, heightened sense that is that is bonded with a sense of peace. They they really go together wonderfully. That peaceful state with really engaging and living life. You want to be in that parasympathetic place as often as possible. It's, it's where creativity organically comes from, where engaging with those you love comes from, where you feel you can give more to others comes from. So breathing in specific ways 
you know, really does give that feedback to the brain that all is okay, all is well. It calms the brain. The relaxation response also alters how your genes are expressed. And again, speaking to how we create more health for ourselves to live that long, high quality, healthy life. I just, I hope I have convinced you that, you know, to give a breathing practice a try this week, it really is powerful in its ability to reduce anxiety over time, as well as if you're in the throes of high anxiety or even a panic attack. Um, Okay, before we end, I I do want to give you one of my favorite breathing protocols for anxiety or stress. And, And by the way, you really only need this one. So don't get caught up in trying different ones and getting all overwhelmed with different breathing protocol choices. Just focus on this one. This will all be done through nasal breathing. So no breathing through the mouth with this one. You're going to inhale through the nose for a count of two. And exhale through the nose for a count of four. Or you can inhale through the nose for a count of three. And exhale through the nose for a count of six. Or you can inhale for a count of one. And exhale through the nose for a count of two. The idea is to inhale for any count you want that feels comfortable to you. But then to double the exhale for that count. And this particular protocol turns on the parasympathetic system. And there's a reason for this. In in simplest of terms, that double exhale offloads more CO2. And in doing this affects how cells respond and what messages get sent up to the brain. We're safe, relax, parasympathetic on. And by the way, um, if you know of or have heard of Wim Wim Hof, you know he's called the Iceman. He's kind of brought breathing and cold exposure into the forefront. And and his type of breathing that he typically is talking about is actually the opposite. It's it's meant to stimulate the sympathetic system. And, And this actually can be used and can be beneficial to the body in other ways. But for our purposes, for this topic of anxiety, we want a breath protocol that drops us into the parasympathetic that doesn't necessarily stimulate well, we don't want to stimulate the sympathetic because you're already in the sympathetic. So um, I'm not saying those types of breathing protocols to stimulate the sympathetic can't be beneficial. There are times it is. Um, maybe I'll get into that in another uh, episode. But but for our purposes, when we're talking about anxiety, worry, and stress, we, we actually want to drop ourselves into the parasympathetic. And um, if you want to get into more of the biochemistry behind this, there are lots of resources out there that explain this in depth, but just for our purposes here today, I really just want you to give it a try. And so some tips and tricks to make this a daily practice. You know, I I practice this breath protocol every day when I get into my car. Um, And to remind myself to do it at first, I I kept a sticky note on my dash. So I would see it every time I got into my car, reminding me to do this breath protocol. And, And I really highly recommend reminders, sticky notes, a reminder that pops up on your phone. You may have the best intentions uh, to practice this thing every day, but unless you give yourself reminders or hook it into another behavior like taking a shower or washing the dishes, you're just not going to remember. That's just how it is for all of us. We're human. So make reminders for yourself and then practice the breath protocol for five breaths, 10 breaths, three breaths, every day and then work to use it during the throes of anxiety or the or the beginning of a panic attack if if you're getting good at figuring out when those are coming on 
you're going to find over time, you will begin to feel more relaxed, more energetic, more alive, less stressed, healthier, less of a need to distract yourself from hard feelings like, you know, using overeating or over drinking. Breathing really can be a game changer for your anxiety. So I just really hope you give it a try. Okay, thanks for listening and sharing this space with me. I really hope you found something useful and practical that you can start to implement right away today. And if you did, please share it with someone else you think might benefit. And I'm doing one more, maybe two, but for sure one more episode on anxiety that will be coming out next week. And that's going to go into some of the deeper work that I do with clients that I've done myself that I believe really does um, get you into a space for life where uh, anxiety is just no longer in the forefront of your life. In the meantime, uh, at the time I'm recording this, we have Thanksgiving coming up. And so I just want to offer you, if, if you are on that weight loss journey or just keep, you know, trying to optimize health in that way and you have a hard time around the holidays with all the extra food and social gatherings that are going on and you're wanting to either maintain your weight or um, even lose weight during the holidays, but definitely not gain weight, uh, I would just point you to go to the very first episode that I recorded over a year ago. Um, It's episode one and it's called Handling the Holidays. And it is all very practical strategies on how um, to maintain your weight or even lose weight over the holidays, how to handle all that extra food and cooking and eating. Um, But not only that, how to still enjoy your holidays and foods you love um, while maintaining or even losing weight. So go check that out. Episode one. All right. We will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Music.